song really just takes me back to like NASCAR Thunder 2004. Like I feel like I'm sitting at the main menu every time I hear that song play, which I think you had mentioned uh, was the inspiration for that that intro song. Yeah. So when we were like kind of coming up with like, I guess the whole concept of the podcast, uh, I went to YouTube because I was like, you know, I haven't listened to like Chase for the Cup soundtrack in forever. And I remember like really enjoying that soundtrack. Like I know like sports games over time has kind of gotten worse in soundtracks, but I was, you know, that one always kind of stood out to me as just a really good soundtrack. So I remember, you know, listening to that, you know, when I was younger. And so I went on YouTube, I was looking up some of those songs and I'm like, we need to find something that kind of has a similar vibe because, you know, that was a really big point in uh, NASCAR and those games were phenomenal back then. So uh, I think we got pretty close. Yeah, it fits perfectly. Like I I get hit with nostalgia every time I hear it on the intro. So uh, (laughs) this is the Turning Left Racing Podcast. Uh, Again, I'm Dakota. I'm here with my buddy Kalman today. We're going to be discussing the Dixie Vodka 400 we have some predictions here for you. This is the prediction show. Before we get into that, Calma, did you want to give us some some racing news that has come out since our last podcast? I sure do. So, kick things off. Uh, Steve Letarte, I don't know if he's a legendary crew chief, but he's very uh, you know famous crew chief who uh, crew chiefed uh, both Jeff Gordon for a period of time and uh, most recently uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's going to be stepping in for uh, crew chief of the number seven. That's Corey LaJoy's car. Brian Sparks, he's going to be um, stepping in just, I believe it's due to uh, COVID protocol that's preventing Ryan Sparks from competing this weekend. So Steve Letarte is going to be stepping in for a uh, one race stint, which is kind of cool. Being a Jeff Gordon fan, he was you know always cool to see on the pit box. So yeah, he's going to be back for a week. Yeah, and they hired him as a consultant over the summer. So I guess... You could definitely do worse than, than him. I mean, same thing. I, I, he's had quite a few victories with Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr. That'll be something definitely to watch. I wonder what NBC is going to do because he's on I, he's on their podcast and uh, he does a lot of the NASCAR overview for them. So we'll see what they're doing this week. But uh, yeah, definitely something to look forward to. Pretty exciting. You know, well, he's a pretty uh, well-vested uh, veteran on the, the pit box. So uh, it's pretty cool that he's going to be coming back for, you know, at least a race. The next piece of news we have is Chip Ganassi was fined $30,000 and also suspended for a race because he brought in a non-essential person inside the competition zone. So he's not going to be able to attend the race. I'm not really sure how much of a difference that makes because, I mean, the owner sometimes will come on the radio. But grand scheme of things, it's just, you know, we'll have to watch the race from home. We were talking about this off the pod it can't be that difficult to not break this like, rule. NASCAR has to give you a list and says, here, if they're not on this list, they do not come to the track. Like, I, it can't be that difficult. And here we have our first guilty suspension of the year. It's uh, like, come I, on, Chip. Start taking, yeah, start, let's start taking bets on who's going to be next. Uh, unbelievable. Can we do that? Uh, I'm sure some sports books got it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> if not, I don't know who I'd put it on. Maybe. Yeah, I honestly, I don't know them well enough, I don't think. To pick them out, we'll just say Roger Penske. I think Roger Penske is going to bring, like, I don't know, a, a family member he shouldn't. To the it only took three weeks for somebody to break it, so or two and a half, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy because this protocol was in place last year. You would think that maybe you forgot about it. I don't know. But I also I don't, don't know. know. Well, I don't Did they say who it was? Do you know? No, I don't believe they did. I think it. they just were very, like, vague with it and just said it was someone that just wasn't supposed to be there. Um so, yeah, the, maybe he thought he wasn't going to get caught. 
I mean, how do they keep track of all that? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So he's out 30,000 bucks, which is probably like, I don't know, 10 bucks to him. Not really a huge deal, but interesting nonetheless. Um, This next piece of news, though, to me is extremely interesting and pretty cool. Um, This is regarding Bristol Dirt. So Bristol Dirt is going to get some Daytona slash all-star race treatment in a sense that it's going to have heat races for both the Camping World Truck Series and for the Cup Series. This is going to be on March 27th, which I believe is that Friday, um, heading into the Bristol Dirt weekend, which is going to be pretty insane. These races are actually going to be four apiece, I believe. So it's going to be four heat races for the Cup Series and four for the Camping World Truck Series. And I'm not really sure if they are, if that's going to be kind of like a qualifying race. I'm assuming it will, kind of similar to like the uh, the clashes, where it kind of determines like you know maybe the last like uh, besides like the front row. I'm assuming <laughs> they didn't really go into super supreme detail, um, but nonetheless though. It's pretty cool. We're going to see four heat races that, you know, people are just trying to to win. There's no points on the line. So I am kind of curious how they're going to handle like backup cars and stuff, because I'm assuming that once they go to this track, the cars are going to get beat up pretty badly during those races. But alongside of that, uh, the day prior to that, there's going to be some practice sessions. So this is once again, one of the only events that's going to be having practice this year. I'm pretty excited about that race. I don't know about you. I'm getting more and more excited the more I see. Uh, So I just saw on Twitter, uh, somebody posted, actually, I think it was on Reddit, but I think it linked to Twitter. Uh, They posted how much dirt they have on that track. And so we're getting like more and more images the closer we get. I guess we're about a month out from that now. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited. It's it's freaking awesome. You know, I I was thinking about Bristol Dirt and just like, you know, the concept of, you know, NASCAR on dirt tracks. I think it'd be really cool if this is successful and this is a really good product that they put out here. I think it'd be really cool if maybe they could, you know, bring back the rock, you know, Rockingham uh, Speedway and maybe just convert that fully into a dirt track. That way that they don't have to keep, you know, tossing dirt on Bristol every time they go back there. I think that would be really cool if, if this leads to something, you know, else or maybe in addition to this have, you know, the rock come back so it's it's exciting i just want to see what these cars look like when they're going around because we've seen trucks for years but the trucks i mean they're they just look different they look like the, they could handle the dirt i just can't imagine these cars going on there with the splitter and all that like it's it's gonna be so insane yeah i feel like it's either gonna be the most amazing thing we've ever seen or a giant disaster probably no in between <laughs> demolition dirty. either way it's gonna be entertaining so uh, again that's about a month away can't wait for that uh do we have anything else for news uh, I don't think so. I think that's actually it for the most part. I mean, besides, you know, Denny Hamlin has the pole position for this week. I know last podcast we were kind of talking about, I believe we're not really sure the uh, starting lineup. So Denny Hamlin does have the pole for this week. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into our predictions. And again, this is our prediction podcast. We did a little bit of a preview podcast earlier in the week. You can check out uh, this. Me and Kalman are going to give uh, our predictions for the race and talk a little bit about that. Just to kind of go over the race again, this is the Dixie Vodka 400 down in Homestead, Miami. This is race number three. Dixie Vodka, a little bit about it. This track is one and a half miles long. It's a 400-mile race that requires 267 laps to complete. A little trivia here for you. Do you know which driver has the most wins at the Dixie Vodka 400? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Kyle Busch. Not a bad guess. Uh, so there's two drivers. They're tied. Greg Biffle and Tony Stewart. 
with three. Really? I didn't realize that. You know what? You're right. Yeah, because I think Tony Stewart was pretty good at that track. I didn't remember Greg Biffle, though. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard. I, I, I wouldn't have. I kind of forgot he existed. <laughs> yeah. Probably for the best. No, I like Greg Biffle. He's cool. He's cool he, yeah, he, he was. Um, like you said, Denny Hamlin is on the pole. Races that do not have any qualifying, they have a metrics formula that will determine that. It's 25% drivers finishing position from the previous race. He's been very strong. 25% car owners finishing position from the previous race. 35% team owner points ranking. And 15% fastest lap from the previous race. I'll go over, I guess, the first five. Um, You can check all of them out on NASCAR.com. But on the poll is Denny Hamlin. Number two is going to be Joey Logano, followed by Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, number four, Kurt Busch, number five, and the Daytona 500 winner, Michael McDowell, at number six. I'm looking some other notables to look at. Chase Elliott is going to be in at number 11. Kyle Larson, we talked a lot about him on the preview podcast. Uh, He's going to be coming in at 17. And I think that that's really about it for anybody notable. Kyle Busch, he's 24. So he'll be starting the back of the pack. Yeah, he's had a a rough two races, which I guess that can just kind of lead us into our predictions. So Cameron and I will be using uh, our predictions based off the NASCAR fantasy leagues that are available. We actually have an open public league if you would like to join. You can join us by heading to the fantasy section of NASCAR.com and searching Turning Left Racing Podcast. Or shoot us an email, turningleftracingpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get you an invite. I'll go through my picks with the fantasy layout that NASCAR has. You have five drivers you can pick. So I'll go through mine here. Um, my lineup is Kyle Busch. Again, as I just said, he had really tough first two races. And I think this is really, for me, a gut pick. I, I hate I hate saying that, like my gut's telling me to pick him just because <laughs> I feel like that never really works out. I, th- this is my thinking, is he was running seventh starting the final lap at Daytona before you know the leaders began crashing. He finished, I think, outside the top 20. And then at the Daytona road course, you know, he got clipped right in the first five seconds when Michael McDowell overshot that first turn. He came back on the track and everybody kind of adjusted and went like three and four wide and they clipped the front of his car, his right front fender, and his wheel was like locked up, like was not moving. He lost all of his speed. So that's kind of, I guess, why I'm saying it's a gut pick. I I feel like this is a get right week for him. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. My second pick is Denny Hamlin. We said in the preview show he won this race last year. He's currently leading the point standings. He's been very strong in the first two races. My third pick is Chase Elliott. He's coming off a dominating performance, but he could not close it out and get the win. As we know, uh, wreck near the end here of Daytona Road Course. I'm going to expect him to be competitive until proven otherwise. So you will probably see him a lot this year in my picks, and I'm expecting a bounce back. He's going to want one after what happened last week. He finished second here last year as well. I got Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, there's been a lot of early wrecks. And I mean, even late wrecks. Daytona Road Course was just chaos, it felt like, for a majority of the race. (laughs) But he's been able to keep his car clean in each race. So I'm expecting, you know, with his excellent track record, I expect him to put himself in a position to win at the end. He has the best average starting position as well. Or I'm sorry, not starting. He has the best average finishing position, like we mentioned on the preview show, at 7.40. My next guy, Kyle Larson. We talked a lot about him, like we said on the preview show. He's got a great track record here. Arguably his best track and his best shot uh, with this team he's got this year with Hendrick for a chance to get his first win here. You can have a garage spot as well. So the garage spot is essentially a bench spot. I have Martin Truex Jr. 
This driver can be subbed in until like stage two, I think, and then your lineup locks just in case one of your drivers gets, or all of your drivers, case of Daytona, gets wrecked right off the bat. I expect him, he's he's had a lot of success here. The last five years, he's finished 12th, 2nd, 2nd, 1st, and 36th in 2016. So he's been highly successful here. I'll look for him to continue that. My race winner I have, I'm doubling down on Kyle Busch. My top Chevy, I have Kyle Larson. My top Toyota, I'm tripling down on Kyle Busch. My top Ford, I have Kevin Harvick. The winning manufacturer, I'm giving me, I'm going with Toyota, which gives me Busch, Hamlin, and Truex. I think that's a pretty solid, uh, again, I have them in my lineup, so I'm kind of trying to get these are like the bonus categories. So we'll see if I can sneak some points there. Yeah. And my winning team, I'm looking for another big weekend from Joe Gibbs. Again, we said his grandson won his first ever start at the race, uh, Xfinity race last last weekend. Um, so I'm looking at his team, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Truex, and Kyle Busch. And those are my picks. Interesting, interesting. Um, so I'm going to get into my picks. Uh, before I get into my picks, I just want to say, are right, you pick Kyle Busch? Honestly, I am out on Kyle Busch, at least for right now. And I think he's going to continue to have bad luck. He had bad luck last year. There's there's a trend right now with Kyle Busch. You know, there's just something not clicking. I don't know if this is considered a hot take, but I'm, I'm out on Kyle Busch right now. So I did not include him in my lineup. I might kick myself when we, uh, I guess, what, reconvene on Monday or maybe well, Sunday Well, considering it's, it's a total gut pick for me, I'll probably be, yeah. be the one kicking myself, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have I have this, this thing with Kyle Busch right now. I think he's going to have that uh, little rain cloud over his head for a little while longer. Um, so here are my starters. This, I didn't put, pick these in any particular order. Um, but you know, first Denny Hamlin, uh, you know, I think Denny Hamlin, you know, if I had to make a season long prediction, I think he's going to end up winning the most stages. Um, I, I mean, he's, he's good everywhere. I mean, he's literally good everywhere and he's just going to continue getting better. He's always a threat to win. So I figured I need to have him on my, uh, my starting lineup here. Uh, my second, Chase Elliott, once again, I mean, he's just he's just good. He's just a good driver, and he's consistent. And I think, you know, he's he has definitely has a really good chance to win this race. Um, Kyle Larson, we talked about that before. Um, you know, he's typically strong at Homestead. And he is coming back here with much better equipment than he had back when he was with Chip Ganassi. Um, and bonus, Rick Hendrick can follow rules when it comes to bringing people off the track. So, you know, he has that he has that solid foundation behind him, backing him for this race. So I think Kyle Larson definitely has a really good shot. Uh, Kevin Harvick, I, I don't really think there's any need to uh, to really explain that one other than, you know, he's he's one of the, the top drivers. He could make the argument that um, he is the top driver in the series. He's going to be a threat to win this race. He's going to be, you know, up there towards the front the entire day. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, he's just so good. And then, of course, we have Brad Keselowski, um, who I will talk a little bit more about uh, in a second. And did you go over your garage driver as well? Yeah, so my garage, like my sub, my bench spot is basically what that is. I went with Martin Truex Jr. Okay, so I went with the other Penske driver, Joey Logano. You know, that kind of wraps up my my lineup there. So for our bonus picks here for the race winner. I picked Brad Keselowski and my reason behind Brad Keselowski is because he seems to have really bad luck on the restrictor plate tracks. It seems like he gets crashed out usually in every single one. 
That's just kind of how it seems. But he also seems to be in the right place at the right time, especially towards the end of the race. Even if he's having a rough day, it just seems like, you know, they get that car out and he's just in a spot where he can make a move. And of course, you know, I have a lot of confidence in him after he was essentially a lawnmower <laughs> last race. <laughs> so, and he, he still managed a good position. So I think Brad Keselowski is going to be towards the front. I think there's going to be some kind of accident or something um, that involves the first two leaders. And I think Brad Keselowski is going to be in the spot to steal. And I think he's going to, he's going to win this race. I think it's going to be uh, just another one of those weird races where Brad comes out on top. So the top Chevy, I'm going to pick Chase Elliott. The reason why I'm picking Chase Elliott is because uh, while Kyle Larson is coming back here with a, you know, better equipment, um, it's still going to take time for that, you know, for them to kind of mesh. So I'm going to pick Chase Elliott, you know, defending champ. I just, I think that he has everything that he needs, um, you know, to, to be the top Chevy in this race, at least. For the uh, top Ford, obviously, Brad Kozlowski. Top Toyota, Denny Hamlin, just, you know, for the reasons I said before, I just think he's going to be around the front of the pack. And then, of course, uh, top manufacturer, I guess, winning manufacturer is going to be Ford. Uh, winning manufacturer, I'm sorry, uh, winning team is going to be Team Penske, which is, you know, Lugano, uh, Keselowski, and Blaney, which I think is a pretty solid top th- uh, three as well. So those are my picks. I like it. Yeah. Well, Brad won't have to worry, or he shouldn't have to worry about locking up his brakes this week like he was at the <laughs> road course, which it seemed like was every turn. So uh, I, I like that pick. And I, I've actually seen him mentioned on a few um, betting podcasts and, and articles this week, too. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, it's something to look out for. So, again, the cool thing with this is, you know, you get points based off of stage winners, pole positions, wins. The drivers that you pick, which are the first five that we listed, you can only pick them a certain amount of times this year. I think 10 times total. The bonus categories, which is race winner, top top Chevy, uh, so basically top manufacturer, top Toyota, top Ford, uh, and top team. You can pick them in as many times as you want, so they're just bonus points. So we're going to be looking to see who, who can uh, you know, I, I I beat up on Calman this year in fantasy football, so I'm looking to do the same here in fantasy NASCAR. <laughs> Again, you can join us by heading to the fantasy section of NASCAR.com and searching Turning Left Podcast, or shoot us an email Turning Left Racing Podcast at gmail.com for an invite. One other thing I did want to point out: they did release the paint schemes earlier this week. And Ryan Priest will be snapping into a Slim Jim. He's going to be driving the number 37 Slim Jim Chevrolet. I always he's like driving the Slim Jim car. He's driving this. Yeah, he's driving the Slim Jim car. I always love when this car comes back. So I wanted to mention it. It's kind of like a, a personal favorite. Um, Kyle Busch has his purple fudge brownie M&M car. So you can check those out too. They're on NASCAR's website and you can check out all the paint schemes this week. But uh, thanks again for listening. This is uh, our last podcast until our recap, which will be next week. So we'll see you then. See you.